Hello, and welcome to another episode of Go Touch Grass. This is a Patreon episode, a Patreon exclusive. Exclusive for our $10 patrons. Thank Mm -hmm. you, thank you, thank you. You guys voted, and here it is, a new edition of Search History. About Colleen Ballinger, a.k.a. Miranda Singh. Yeah, I have... I, you know, listen... $10 $10 patrons. Other people, other Patreons here are like, you're ripping people off. Like, you guys are, ri- like, you you know, like, these content creators are ripping off their fans. Yeah. But I'm saying, you guys make us work for it. <laughs> we yeah. are working. And I will say that the, this episode did feel like like cosmic retribution for the fact that you had to read all the Bean Dad tweets. You had With to a read, raspy voice. You, yeah, you sick reading Bean Dad tweets, reading his long ass apology, like going through all of that crazy shit. Finding his Amanda Knox. <laughs> his Amanda Knox. I have to listen to it. I should listen to it. This I still have shit. to listen to TJ and Amy Holmes or TJ Amy. Oh Lovac, right, or, the yeah, um, TJ Holmes, Amy the Lovac. like news anchors who were yeah. Apparently the podcast is affair. really good. Yeah, I've uh, I like. Didn't know who they were before, so I can only follow that, like, from the side, but it does seem wild. They they said that they drink. Like, alcoholic drinks? Yes. Well, <laughs> I hate this. God bless you if you can wake up. I have, like, three No, they're, like, marathon today. runners. That's fucking crazy. They're Me crazy. and Danny were, like, just talking, and he was like, I had one drink the other day, and I feel... Like, I, like, fluish for a day and a half. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I get, like, whatever. I'll still drink. Like, but if I, I can, once I, like, tip over into having overdone it or go too many days in a row, I like, no. I can't, I can't drink 18 drinks in a week, actually. No. Not anymore. Not regularly. Certainly not regularly. Maybe if I went on, like, a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I don't want to be fucked up for a day on the trip. Right, exactly. Know. It's like. I don't even know that, whatever. Anyway, God bless them. God bless them. But this, researching this was such a trip because today we're getting into. Did you into, want to drink 18 drinks? While it, made me, it made me want to drink 18 drinks. Because uh, we're getting into the world of YouTube and YouTubers, which it's is a world so that I am not a part of. That mm-hmm. is not a segment of social media that I have ever gotten involved with. And like, I'm going back and finding these videos. Every video links back to another video. They're all by people who are ostensibly incredibly famous, who I've never heard of in my life, but have hundreds of thousands to millions of followers. And all the videos are 40 minutes long of them just talking about their Not editing at all. No. Like, literally, no. It's just them in a very nice house because they're fucking rich as shit talking to camera for like 20 to 40 minutes. And I'm, I, I, I was just like, this is fucking nuts. And, and the it has video, like a hundred million views. Yes. The video will have millions of views, millions of comments, all of this stuff. And I'm just like, what I, I felt it, it, it was, it was a lot. It was a big research heavy episode. So yeah, we, we do work for you guys. $10 patrons. Yeah, listen. I want you to know that you're not paying $10 to hear two comedians shoot the shit about their day. Not not chat. No, this is not a chat show. We will go on tangents because like, 
like Nami said, ADHD is in the room mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. So we'll go off. We'll talk. But listen, we are working and we have. We are doing research. We are research. doing research. Research. It's a research heavy podcast. And maybe one day when the Patreon's absolutely popping, we can hire a researcher. That's my dream. I'll say yeah. it on mic. That's my yeah. dream. But I feel like it's, yes, but also. We still would have to become familiar. With yeah, I'm like, there, there. you just have to still know. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you can't have a, it's tough. Yeah, I I'm would like, love. I can't have an, a, a formalized opinion about being dad without knowing that there's 40 fucking, I'd have to read all the tweets. Yeah, well, I think we would still have to read the tweets, but it would be nice to have someone who could compile, like, the dossier, and then I go through, and I'm like, okay, this is the timeline, these are the tweets I need to read, these are all of the things, these are, et cetera, like, they find the videos for me, because with this, it's like, okay, so this person is referencing another video. Is that relevant? Yeah, is that relevant? Do I need to watch it? How do I find it? Who is that person? How many followers does that person have? Like, it's just constant rabbit holes yeah. so if we could have maybe they're not even a research intern they're like a rabbit hole intern well and they like do the rabbit hole and bring us what is relevant <laughs> well listen so anyway um keep subscribing and tell people so that we can get a rabbit hole intern yeah and um with that are you are you ready to go on this journey i'm scared you should be you always say some wild shit like <laughs> That you teased what you what you teased what you were gonna talk about on Monday for our pre feed and it's just terrifying. <laughs> and I, listen, this is coming from the woman that brought you Christian BBL. Yeah, like I'm I'm like Millie, you're you you're not bringing lukewarm <laughs> topics either. You're so crazy in a different way. Yeah, you're bringing like guys suing women who posted about him for millions and millions of dollars. There's a lot. It's in this base reality, though. You combine two words that should never be combined. <laughs> it's like, do you know about skibbity toilet? What? The yeah, fuck? yeah, yeah. I, that is true. Is that I'll say something. Well, Christian BBL is an incredible, <laughs> just two words together for sure. <laughs> but I'll say two words that it's like, okay, like one of those isn't a word. So yeah. what's going okay. on with that? <laughs> anyway, anyway, talk to me about Colleen Ballinger, aka Miranda Sings. So before we get into it, are you, what awareness do you have of the character of Miranda Sings? Like, can you picture her in your mind? I know as a white woman, mm-hmm. did she have bangs at a point? I don't know. She may have had bangs. bangs. The bangs aren't the most prominent part. Yeah, I just remember we'll look the at her in a second. apology. That's what I remember. Okay, so that's where this ends. But okay. where this begins, so she's 37 years old now. Wow. Um. But where this begins... There's still time for a solution. <laughs> this begins in 2008. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's still we would have had to have been working. Yeah. Uh, this begins in 2008 when the woman known, who, whose legal name is Colleen Ballinger, creates this fictional character named Miranda Sings. Her name, her, that's what she's called. And Miranda Sings is... Uh, she wears... The big signature is that she wears smudged red lipstick and she talks in this horrible voice and she's supposed to be a parody of YouTube musicians and like theater kids like because there's a whole segment of YouTube that's like musicians and then there's also like theater girls who will like sing 
yeah. on YouTube. Um, I think that's how Rachel Zegler got popular. Um, I'm like, yeah, people get popular from that. And also, I remember 2008, like, around that, that was, like, the pinnacle. I don't know. I grew up in, I grew up. Mm-hmm. I went to college in Southern California. And there was a lot of, like, Asian gu- guitar, ukulele cover band kind of YouTube stars. Well, that yeah. Have a and this is also a time where, like, legitimately, and I feel like now this happens on TikTok, but, like, People would get discovered yeah. on YouTube music. Justin Bieber, exactly. And then, and then in turn, Justin Bieber like discovers people on like he would go on to then promote. I think there's one other famous person who like is because Justin Bieber. Maybe it's Madison Beer. I'm not 100 percent sure. Lord, the Australian kid. Um, this is a girl yeah. that I'm thinking of. Oh, but okay. either way, like, but I think he's done it a couple times. Kelly and Haley, I think, were on YouTube too. Yeah, we're like. Because he was discovered on YouTube, I think he, like, likes to also do that for people. Yeah. And I think now he does it on TikTok. But anyway, pin in that discourse. Yeah, pin. We have so <laughs> many pins in so many discourses. I know. Someone should make a, a like, doc, a, yeah. A doc of all the pins. Uh, that meme pins. from um, uh, Always Sunny where he's, like, pointing to the yeah. all the pins, like, linked together. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. So this character is supposed to be, like, a parody of, like, yeah, okay. super confident YouTube girl who thinks she can sing. I'm going to show you, like, two seconds of one of the videos because i got to be honest. I have been aware of this character and person for a long time, and I have always found it almost unwatchable. I feel like you just describing it is, like, annoying. It's more anno- You're You're, you're going to be shook. Yeah, when okay. you see how yeah. annoying it is. So just, this is from a compilation video of, of, of her best moments. Ten burning it until he sat with a ten burn on the dog. What kind is this her trying to be like British? It's just supposed to be like an annoying voice. And and it it is an annoying voice. I have to turn the annoying voice off. So yeah, she does this crazy lipstick. She it, she does like her eyebrows really like dark. She and she talks in that like like Yeah. I mean, it's kinda like I thought it was like a bad Brit I'm confused. It's supposed People like this. Millie. <laughs> millions. Love this. Now, I will say the content is definitely geared towards like tweens, 11, 12, 13 year olds. Okay. But I still find it all unwatchable and not funny. I I just, it's not funny to me at all. And I've watched things that are geared towards tweens and said, oh, that's funny. A Netflix thing right now that's like, animated for kids like yeah like yeah, something that's, that's geared towards tweens can be funny i do not i i will say i do not find miranda things funny at all and i actually find her to be one of the most grating personalities i've ever seen and i've been aware of her not like like i've just always like seen her yeah, I've around seen her face before yeah. yeah because so she's super duper popular so she, it starts in 2008 but the account really pops off in like 2012 okay and yeah, and she amasses more than 10 million followers on the Miranda Sings YouTube page. 
But then she also has, like, other YouTube pages. So, like, across her entire content, she has 12 million followers on YouTube. That's crazy. But, like, is it, just, is it like a universe, a cinematic universe? Or are, it's are more there, like yeah. Miranda Sings is one page, and then she has the other one that's going to factor big into this is Colleen Vlogs, where she's like herself. Okay. So she kind of separates Miranda Sings from her actual self. Okay. And then she used to do other characters, many of which uh, are racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, that's also, she had like a Latina character. Not good. She also was trying her hand at other types of comedy, and it was it was a swing and a miss, I would say. Like what kind of comedy? Just like characters, like similar, like doing other characters, basically. Um, but there were a decent portion of them that were racist. So <laughs> I'm just like I I have so many questions. Like racist how? Like um, like doing like I was like, like blackface. Like, not blackface though, but black sense. More trying to do, like, a Mexican character and then, like, doing her makeup, like, doing, like, a Chola makeup look oh. and then being, like, I, like saying okay. stereotypical thing. I think maybe she did, like, Asian voice one. Terrible. Yeah, so it's, like, I think in her other pages she would do a whole wide swath of characters and some of them were not white and she would do racist. Like, yeah. some of the characters were racist because she's not very funny. So, <laughs> there you go. But she's super fucking popular. And the Miranda Sings character gets a Netflix show called Haters Back Off. I remember this coming on Netflix because I remember it was like I had moved to New York and I was already into comedy. And I was like, wow, this it was that long ago. Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah, she's she has been consistently doing stuff. And so, yeah, she had this Haters Back Off show. And I just remember seeing it and being like, I fucking hate this Miranda Sings bullshit. And I can't believe that this person is getting a comedy show. And, like, this shit is so unwatchable and insane. Uh, I was, like, salty about it. Yeah, I remember specifically. No, um, and so she's got the Haters Back Off show. Ran for two seasons from 2016 to 2017. Um, and then she had a one-woman comedy special on Netflix in 2019. So she also tours the country. Sold out tours every single year like she's got a huge fan base she's rolling in dough she she's she's made it she, she she's made yeah. it okay um so and like i said the character is geared towards middle school that's kind of the demographic those are the people that are showing up to the shows uh she i guess like has collaborated with like jojo siwa here this is this is a quote from huffington post uh Ballinger has marketed herself towards children for nearly 15 years, taking part in YouTube challenges, collaborating with popular YouTubers like Jojo Siwa, and having kids participate in her stage show. She has essentially created Pee Wee's Playhouse for a generation that grew up online, but the nature of YouTube and social media allows her to build deeper interpersonal relationships with her fans in real time. So that's yeah. kind of the crux of this. So. This next segment is what I will call the drama part one. Oh, my God. Okay. So this. I'm like tense. I, I know. What will eventually become the scandal that ends in the ukulele apology that you know of actually starts in 2020. 
Okay. When a YouTube creator named Adam McIntyre becomes the first ex-Ballinger fan to come out against her. And he posts a video basically saying that Ballinger had an inappropriate relationship with him starting when he was 13. And by inappropriate, what I mean is, like, definitely making comments that are, like, too adult for a kid. But it's really more like developing very emotionally intense connections with child fans and like trauma dumping on them and just like really uh really bringing them into her life in a way that is fucking weird not like grooming but kind of like a form kind of, grooming, of but there, like there's a being sex- vulnerable i feel like there's a kind of per- per- person who like will use vulnerability as a way to, like, manipulate and, like, make you feel special. Like, wow, she's telling me all this stuff or he's telling me all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, like, okay. And there are, like, sexually inappropriate comments that she makes and things that she does. But oh, my okay. read on it is I don't think the aim was to have a sexual relationship with these fans. I think the aim was to be, like, for the for, to be like their guru god kind of like that she's like i'm gonna talk to you like you're like fucking that we're like fucking friends and we're the same age and i'm gonna be like a little uh like a little naughty with you and you're gonna and i'm gonna tell you secrets about my life and about my marriage and all of this stuff and then you're gonna become my little army i think it was more about that interesting so like or you don't think it was like from an advice thing of like this is how you are this is what real relationships are or this is no it's more I, like activating them to I think she wanted to create I mean at this point it's like an actually social relationship with them because she's really she's, she's actually and she's talking like, to them talk, first name basis yeah but I think she wanted to create like when we think about a parasocial relationship mm-hmm. like I think she wanted to create intense devotion yeah. from these children. And one way to do that is to, like, say something, like, a little adult to them, you know? Can you give me an example? I'm just I, mean, like, I will. I yeah, will. Okay, so okay, we're okay. going to get into it. So McIntyre, in 2020, he's 17 when he shares this video. And he says um, that Ballinger had... So basically, like, Ballinger and her ex-husband, who is also a YouTuber, and then another guy who's a YouTuber named, like, Cody... They did a live, they used to do these lives with fans and they would send them like weird stuff in the mail. And she sent him underwear, like her underwear. That's so that's nice. not, that's very weird. Yeah. It's, it, I like, like definitely very weird. Um, so she, yeah, so she, that's, I think that's probably like the worst. She does a lot of weird stuff, but I think that's the most, like, on paper, like, what the fuck are you doing type thing. Um, But in general, like, they start communicating directly, uh, literally, like, like, texting together. She would sometimes, like, make inappropriate comments, but more it's, like, she's telling him about her husband and her divorce and like stuff about her life and shit where it's like you know he started becoming a fan of her when he was nine years old 
And he created a fan account for her in 2013 that was like, and he like dedicated all this time to it. So that's how she kind of became on his radar. And then in 2016, he starts interacting with her directly. And basically, that's when she says, like, I'm going to send some a few lucky fans some of my ugly unused clothes. And he was one of them. And she sent underwear to him. So very fucking weird. So fast forward to 2020, he makes this video. And the caption is, this is a video I never, ever thought I would have to make, and my heart breaks making it. My intentions are to tell my side of the story and dissociate myself, as all, as all I am seeing online is theories about what is happening and what I have or have not done. Because I guess he saw on a live that she, like, made fun of him, kind of, and that's what prompted him to be like, okay, I'm going to post this video the video has 2.2 million views as of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the ones that's like literally 40 minutes long. So we're not yeah. going to be playing that. But he says in it, from the ages of 14 to 17, I helped this woman through so much, whether she'll want to admit it or not, talked her through her divorce, talked her through her YouTube cancellations because she did racist characters. Yeah. And then there was actually, there's actually another one that we'll get into, previous cancellations. Um, and he like really thought that he had formed a friendship with her. And then, you know, she goes on to make fun of him and talk shit about him online and all of this she stuff. She made fun of him? Like, yeah, I guess it, I couldn't figure out what was said, but the thing that prompted him to make this video was that like she was shit talking him somewhere publicly. Okay. So he makes, oh, he also says that he like wrote content for the Miranda Sings character, but was never paid. And also says that he gave her the idea for this video that she ended up being canceled for, where she came out as a Megan Trainer fan, which is, I listeners mean, of the Patreon will know, I've had to were, do that. Yeah. But also, <laughs> that is kind of funny. I know, I, I, I was like, but, this one is whatever. But anyway, fans didn't like it. They said it was making light of coming out. And so she posted this apology um, to Twitter. I agree with you, and I regret it, which is why I deleted it. I'm deeply sorry. Miranda is a character. A lot of the time I base the character on people who are idiots. I will see people do something awful and then do it as Miranda to show them how idiotic it looks. But this shouldn't have been tweeted. Queer baiting is wrong, period. I'm the biggest supporter and ally of the LGBTQ plus community. And the fact that I disappointed people in that community is devastating. That was posted on March 27th, 2020. So COVID. <laughs> peak okay. COVID either way. So anyway, he put, so this guy McIntyre posts his video basically saying all of this stuff that she sent him underwear that she developed a way too emotionally close relationship with him as a teenager, Mm -hmm. that she took advantage of his work, all of this stuff, and over the course of the video. Colleen responds with her own 20-minute long video (laughs) called Addressing Everything. Um, And in it, she says, I've always given out weird, random things in live streams. And so in my mind, this was no different than all the weird stuff I send my fans as a joke. Now, in hindsight, I see how completely... How, how completely stupid of me that is. I should never have said that. So basically, she apologizes in this video, and it, the apology is pretty widely accepted by her fan base. And actually, this dude, Adam McIntyre, is, like, ostracized 
from the Colleen Ballinger fan base. They Mm -hmm. unite against him. He is harassed a lot online. He's treated very, very badly. And she moves on and continues to be very, very famous. Um, And this is where I note in the doc that she's faced controversies in the past, including for a 2006 video in which she and her sister pretended to be Latinas and drew upon racial stereotypes. So, okay. Now we are at the drama part deux. Okay, I need what? Um, what? Where are you at mentally before we get into? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Unpack all. Of yeah, that. let's unpack for a second. Okay, because I guess that's like it's similar to the allegations that I don't know how deep Drake and Millie Bobby Brown's relationship was, but a lot of people. Like, she kind of mentioned, like, oh, yeah, we text all the time. And we talk about, boy- and it's just, like, why is a grown man texting exactly. a girl? And it's, if she's 37 now, she ha- she had to be at least in her late 20s, early 30s. And she's texting, 30s. like, a 13-year-old. Thir- it's it's not. I text my niece, like. Right. Like, but, like, somebody have a family connection, but, like, not even. Like, that's just. It's just weird. It's, it, just, it's weird. just very, very weird. And to, as an adult, send underwear to a kid and be like, in retrospect, that looks really bad. It's like. What about a now spec? Yeah. Like, you need to. Like, I I would say even in my early 20s, because sometimes I'll see people make a mistake and I'm like, I could see myself make that mistake in my early Absolutely. 20s. I think I've known for a really long time that an adult shouldn't send underwear to a to child. A kid, yeah. So. I, like, and I could understand like, oh, I'm going to be random and send random things. Like, yeah. But it's like. the it, It's not send good. Send literally anything else. Like, just not your bra and panties. Yeah. Yeah. You're an adult. They're a kid. Just don't. It's like, I would send, like, slime. I don't know. <laughs> right? Um, and that's, like, a thing. I think part of it is that the Miranda Sings character herself was, like, considered to be, like, a PG-13 character. Like, she would sometimes say... Tino she would... has food on his nose. I know. Tino's being really cute right now, you guys. Just a little behind the scenes. Tino has Tino's... food on his nose and he can't take it off. And it's so funny. He's being really, really cute. Sorry. Um, no, the people want to hear what's up with Tino. And what's up with him is that he has something on his nose that he can't get off. It's It's really, really cute. Um, yeah, but yes. So it's like, it's, it's supposed to be a PG-13 character, but it's just interesting. I included that first apology for coming out as a Megan Trainor fan, because this thought that like Miranda's a character, Mm -hmm. that's going to come back. Time and time again mm-hmm. when she tries to apologize. And I feel like it's such a through line. It even reminds me of Bean Dad being like, I thought I was satirizing being racist. And it's 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 such a through line in apologies. And it's one of those things that like sometimes I'm like, I I understand what you're saying, but I also like it doesn't matter yeah Yeah, like it doesn't matter at the end of the day but i so that brings us to the drama part too okay so 2023 june of 2023 
fast yeah. forward. We were in March of 2020. Now we're in June of 2023. That was really pretty recently. Yeah. It, this happened very recently. So, all, all of that stuff with Adam McIntyre is in the past, but the floodgates are reopened. Okay. When a YouTuber called Cody Rants, in a video that has since been deleted, but I can only imagine it's 40 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Rant, with the last name Rant. Cody Rant posts on June 4th, titled, Why I Left the Colleen Ballinger Fandom. And in the video, he basically admits that, like, all the stuff that McIntyre was saying was true, and that actually back in the day when all this stuff was going on with McIntyre, uh, he had been contacted by Ballinger and this DeSoto character who is not her ex-husband who's a YouTuber, but is brother-in-law or someone who's also a YouTuber and he was on the YouTube where they sent the underwear. He's like a tertiary figure yeah. in all this, so I like can't get into who he is, but yeah. there's this other guy too, in okay. addition to her ex-husband and her new husband, and they're all YouTubers. So it's like, <laughs> Millie, it's so crazy. much. I know. And it all plays out in 40 minute long two camera response videos. It's crazy. So Basically, Cody Rance comes forward and says that at the time that the Adam McIntyre stuff happened, Colleen Ballinger had sent him screenshots between her and McIntyre that were, like, designed to discredit him and that Cody Rance, at, at her behest, had gone after him and had posted in Ballinger's defense. But he has since reevaluated the situation, you know, with hindsight. Because again, we're talking about people who are kids. Yeah, so he was another kid. I think he's she, around McIntyre's age. And she, okay, and she kind of said, this guy sucks. Yeah. Go after him. And yeah. then he did. And then later, like three years later, he's like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Because cool. again, like, w this is stuff that's happening with people who are developing their consciousness. And I even know as a person that there are times that I look back and I'm like, that's fucking weird that that person did that. And you only real, because when you're a kid, especially when you're a teenager, I think you perceive yourself as on the same level as adults. Yeah. And then when you're an adult, you realize like, oh, oh my God, dude. no. Just even in general, I mean, that's just like, there's this book written about the OC and they all talked about like, kind of how shitty Nisha Barton was treated. Oh but yeah. But it's like, they can only, it's it's like the age thing and also like times have, culture has rapidly evolved into being more tolerant of mental health, being more tolerant of women and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, not saying that that necessarily is the same, but it's just like as it gets more normalized with people speaking out against abuse, like. And you, when you think about. 2020 to 2023 like the amount of like consciousness raising yeah. that occurred and yeah. like the true paradigm shift yeah. that occurred in that small amount of time because sometimes people will be like you know it was a different time and it's like okay it wasn't that different but I do think that there was a very rapid period of educating and like heart opening and again like consciousness raising that took place at that mm -hmm. time especially for like young people yeah so, he posts this video following it to basically say, like, he apologizes to 
Adam McIntyre and he thinks Pauline Ballinger is a fucking weirdo. Now, Adam McIntyre posts another video that's like 40 minutes long <laughs> entitled, I was right about Colleen Ballinger. This is on June 27th. He's basically crying in the video. And this is where he spills all the tea. Because remember, he was ostracized from the community. He was harassed. He was like, she sicked her people on him, basically. Yeah. Um, this is where it comes out that... McIntyre and a bunch of other young teens were a part of this private Twitter group chat called Colleenies Weenies, where she would like, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> like I said, my things always are <laughs> Colleenies Weenie type yeah. shit. So they're all these, it's basically, it's Colleen Ballinger, an adult grown woman who, and it was like a, a Twitter group with a bunch of with a bunch of teenagers, teens, like, like thirteen year olds. Yeah, cannot think of a less fun thing. Fucking weird, right? Um, and so he shows, and and she's you know always chatting with him. And she's super active, and this is where she makes some of those weird comments where she'll say like, um, she like asked someone if they were a virgin, and like said like, "What's your favorite position?" Um, or, like, your ass looks good. Like, weird stuff. Yeah. But the reason why I say that I don't, I don't think that the goal was her to, for her to, like, personally meet up with them or receive sexual content from them. I think it was to make them think she was their cool friend. Like, to get their guard down in a weird way. Like, I also think what she's doing is super nefarious, and it's really gross that, like, she used kind of, like, sexual commentary to do it. But I don't think the end goal was to, like, have a sexual relationship with them physically. I think it was more to create this weird, devoted fan army. Yeah, maybe it's, like, the cool pastor who, like, sits, wears a backwards hat and sits in his chair and is like, yeah. guys, I know what drugs are. Yeah, like, and it's and like, I've been cracked off. He'll say, like, like, shit. Yeah. And, he's like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then he'll, like, send you to conversion therapy camp. And you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> I thought you said shit. I thought you were fucking cool. I thought you were um, my friend. It's like, you've had thoughts, right? You've yeah. had thoughts of guys. Like, yeah, maybe. And it's like, conversion Yeah, therapy. I'm calling your parents. Exactly. That That is the energy that I'm getting from it. So, um, like, she also, in addition to, like, interacting with the fans in that way, she would also, like, trauma dump on them about her relationship with her husband this other prominent youtuber joshua evans and in the weenies she would tell them that he was emotionally abusive and like all of this stuff and again she's talking to fucking 13 year old kids right so like a week after she goes on this big rant to them about how evans is like abusive and stuff they announce publicly on youtube that they are like getting a divorce and publicly she says like everyone treat Evan with respect. This is all amicable, blah, blah, blah. But to the weenies, (laughs) to the weenies, she basically heavily implies that they should go after him and like harass him. And she's constantly basically saying that he's toxic and that he abused her and that he's a horrible person. And like, again, 
I, I that's why I'm like she wanted this fan army. That's yeah, what to she, activate them on whatever. Yeah, that's what she wanted to create. And so it's like when one person deviates from the fan army and says something bad about them, she can send the fan army yeah. after him. When her husband, how many her, people were in this group? You know what? That's a really good question. I think it was like a small but mighty group. Like it's not like hundreds or millions of people are in the group. It was basically like a small group of her most dedicated. So like 30 or 50? Pro- I think probably more like 20, 20 okay. or less. But I also think that they were people who held a lot of clout in the Colleen Ballinger fandom world. Because yeah. remember, Adam McIntyre was like one of her biggest fans and ran a fan page yeah. and stuff like that. So I think it was for like her elite yeah squad yeah uh who she knew who i think like were probably chosen because if like they could individually spark other colleen ballinger like mm. they could start a wave that would get her entire fan base to do stuff i think mm. that's the vibe that i'm getting so um mcintyre in his video also publicly apologizes to her ex-husband, Evans. And he says, I spent years just coming at this man and attacking him. And he didn't deserve that I came at him in this way. Because, yeah, yeah basically she... Imagine having, like, a million 13-year-olds mad at you online. I can't. Like, <laughs> like, no, and, like, you know, if they have problems or if he does, like, if he is abusive, like, that's, like, one thing. Yeah. But... To involve a bunch of children from all over the country, it's just, like, it's kind of none of their business. I mean, yeah, it's hard because it's, like, sometimes people are trapped in these, like, abusive relationships and there's no repercussions and stuff. But, like, they got a divorce. Like, she has a lot of power. She has a lot of money. Like, the relationship's over. Like, that's it, dog. If he sucks, he sucks. Like, Yeah, and it's very, it is tough. Because, like, I couldn't really get a grip on Joshua Evans' situation one way or another. It seems like a lot of the fan base is pretty apologetic towards him. And he definitely, after all is said and done, was like, see, everybody was mean to me for no reason. But he was also on that call where she sent the underwear. So it was, like, him and that DeSoto guy. So, like, he's also involved in this weird YouTube world and he was married to Miranda Singh. So, so yeah, you know, married. it's like uh, fucking Gavin Newsom being married to Kimberly Gulfoyle. It's yeah. like, okay, well, something is also yeah, weird with, with you. you yeah. <laughs> like, There's no... So I'm not going to stand here and say he was great, but it does seem like the people who went up. after him... Joshua Evans. Joshua Evans, YouTuber. So, that is all happening on YouTube. But this, I the when this started to come into my purview uh-huh. was when a TikTok gets posted on June fourteenth. So remember, this all started on June fourth. We are now ten days later, June fourteenth. Twenty-one-year-old fan, just known as Becky, comes forward about her experience being embarrassed on stage at a Miranda Sings show when she was sixteen. I remember this. Right. So basically, Miranda Sings would do these shows, and the shows are billed as PG-13 with some sexual themes. So, you know, put that in whatever box you can for her. They, That is part of it. But basically, like, and I have a screenshot for you to see, but it's like, I guess Colleen Bounder was like, she, she brings fans on stage a lot during this show. That's a big part of it, because again, 
he's trying to create a fan army, a yeah. ravenous fan army. Yeah, and like, yeah, they want to be on stage with their faith. So she says they're going to do a YouTube or, or, or a yoga challenge. Sorry. She says they're going to do a yoga challenge. And then she gets this girl to lay on the stage and she spreads her legs open into like a V formation. And I guess she played a fart sound and it like really embarrassed her. Which, yeah, and she's wearing a dress. That's also another thing. Too. Yeah, it's it looks bad. It looks bad. And then. You know, with the fart of it all, when you're a teenager, that's really fucking embarrassing. And, like, being a kid and being embarrassed on stage in front of all these people, like, it's, you know, a fart isn't just a fart when you're 16 and you're a girl. I don't know. I'm, like, to me, I feel like it's a combination of all those things. But if it's, like, if she did, if they did a yoga challenge and the girl just like bend it over or did and they like, did a fart and did like yeah. um, you know, the pyramid or warrior two and somebody and they played the fart noise, it would. Feel I mean, that's different. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like again, Millie like, keeps being like, I actually think what she's doing is really funny. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> opening the legs in a V where the girl's wearing a skirt is fucking yeah. weird, but the idea of like. Hey everyone, come on, let's do it. Who's the most flexible? And then playing a fart thing. It's like, I understand that that's embarrassing, but yeah. it's also like, I just this goes it's on def- Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. it's that it's kind definitely of and like, that it, she was also in a physically vulnerable position yeah, and that's not weird. and like Colleen Ballinger is like holding her legs in the V, so it's like she's in a physically vulnerable position that she can't really get out of, etc. Also, I feel like if you're in a V shape like that and a fart sound plays, it's like, is this a queef? Yeah, a queef. Yeah, that is, that's what makes it weird. Now, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if it was just do a yoga challenge, she doesn't touch anybody, they bend over or do something and it's a fart, it's like, yeah, maybe you get like four kids on stage, they all do down dog, you play the fart and it's like, farting. farting. Um, Somebody farting on here. And then turn off all the lights. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could make this. Yeah, fun. we're rewriting it. Yeah, we're rewriting and it. And you know what? There may be a Go Touch Grass live show soon, and maybe we can. Yeah, and maybe we'll do. <laughs> maybe we'll do a yoga challenge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't. Just to say, the in the conceit, you can see the intention there, but it's still executed poorly. Of like yes. the intention with her sending random shit of hers. It's like you want to surprise and delight fans. That's like a big marketing thing of like. To you know, like to keep people engaged and following you, you want to surprise and delight them. You send them random shit. They don't know whatever. You invite them on stage. They do a funny bit, but it's about this thing of like, she just doesn't know where the line is. Yeah, there's no like her boundaries are completely off. Um, I want to go on a queef tangent for one second. Okay. Um, if that's Let's okay for the Patreon. Yeah. A why do women? Why do women fight so much? I said uh, this, guy said, this guy said that. Like, why? Why are women comedians obsessed with fart jokes? Um. Well, this isn't a fart joke. It's about a queef, which okay, is different. Yeah, different. Um. We have a friend who did Girl Scouts for a long time. I'll tell you off mic who it was. I don't I think know. that they would care. But either way, yeah. If you have a, if you have in your mind a friend of ours who was a Girl Scout for a long time, I but, think I know. Yeah. Uh. So I guess her Girl Scouts were doing a yoga challenge. They were all doing yoga, and she queefed in during the yoga, and everyone knew that it was her. So she said it was a fart because 
at that point, you have to just do damage control. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to say it was a fart. And the Girl Scout leader was like, it wasn't a fart. And that's okay. And used it as a teachable moment to teach all of her Girl Scout troop about please. <laughs> like, I and that's fucked to, up. <laughs> well, I just have to end it all. Like, I just I, have to end it all. There's no going back from that. And that's kind of what I thought about as I was reading this. <laughs> it's this just, thing. that's the end. I mean, there's nothing really. Just imagine. Uh, anyway. <laughs> to say. It wasn't a part. And that's, and that's okay. And actually, girls, yoga's over. <laughs> and we're going to learn. <laughs> There's this one viral video. I could not get engaged with it because it was too embarrassing for me. But it, basically, it's this one guy. There is this, like, club thing. And there is a twerk competition. And this girl's, like, twerking in his face. And then he comes on himself. No. So it's like, not only, like, it's a really crowded oh, club. No. He's on stage. Everyone sees he comes himself. And it's oh, so crazy. No. It's so visible. But then it gets shared virally online. No. And everyone's talking about it. It came himself. And I'm just like, I feel like they blocked his face out. I don't know. Because, again, I did not engage. But I'm like, this has to be the worst case scenario yeah. for this to happen. When you came on yourself, that's embarrassing. Whatever happens. But, two in front of a crowd of a couple of people, mm -hmm. captured on camera, shared on the internet. It goes yeah, viral. Yeah, that's, um, like, <laughs> that's hell. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that guy's karma, but he did something. He did, um, he, he, something he did in you a past know, life, he did something. <laughs> you know what? And that's what I, you know, and again, one more little tangent, mm -hmm. but we have a little refuse room here, and we have a recycling, like, there's there's a paper there's plastic bottles and shit, and then there's the trash chute. And someone always put, someone fucking put a pizza box on top of, so you can't even recycle without moving a pizza box full of chicken wings or half-eating pizza. Or, like, somebody put a bowl, a plastic bowl, or, like, a paper bowl of soup that covered the whole of the recycling thing. And, like, I couldn't, I couldn't put my recycle, like, my cans away until I moved that thing, and I'm like, Something, you yeah. know, something you're gonna bad yourself. is going to happen. You're going to come yourself on public. It's going to go viral. And you're going to ask, why me? And it's because of this. Yeah, you're going to queef in yoga. Gonna and someone's going to use it as a teachable moment. moment. <laughs> and, and listen. So, okay. Re returning from the queef tangent that I think all of the listeners are happy no, we went important. on. it was um, And I think it added a lot. Yeah. Returning from the cleave tangent, so this video, basically, I think this video is kind of the moment that the conversation moved from YouTube to TikTok, and now the discourse is discourse. Oh, because tic some dis TikTok is going to discourse. Yes, and now this is where, like, I started to be like, oh, it seems like people are pissed at this Miranda Sings girl. And so a lot of fans are coming forward, and they're sharing screenshots of weird DMs with her, and a lot of the screenshots of Colleenies weenies are coming out. Other people wow. are talking about experiences they had. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, those screenshots are coming out. And then also, like, 
Adam McIntyre is being totally vindicated and people are coming forward and being like, we treated this guy like fucking shit Mm -hmm. for saying the truth about this person three years ago. And, uh, you know, that also some members of Ballinger's fandom come forward and they're like, you know, we all, I always agreed with what Adam McIntyre was saying, but watching how he was treated, I I was like, I'm not going to say shit. That's how I'm, people keep people in, like, religious cults and shit, too. Yes, and that's why that was the purpose of this fucking fan army that she was yeah. trying to build. And that's why she was trying to create this intense level of dedication among her people. Because they they literally did scare people off of saying... They, they ran this one guy away, and then they scared off anyone who might have corroborated what he was saying for years. So, that... That's all going on. Another fan uh, named Johnny Silvestri uh, comes forward. Uh, oh, she would also do like group video calls with her fans where she's talking to them on the phone. He was on some of those calls when he was 15 with a bunch of other age, underage fans. And Evans, the ex-husband. Also, sometimes her brother Trent Ballinger was involved. Not Trent. Not Trent. Trent is involved. Um, and so, like, I, I guess he shared text messages with Huffington Post that showed Ballinger, like, shared an Instagram post of another fan and, like, made fun of her for, I actually don't know this fan's gender and that comes into it. She made fun of this fan for, like, changing their gender pronouns and then, like, made fun of the fan's makeup. So I guess they were, like, a trans woman. I'm not 100% sure. And then suggested that the person was, like, making up illnesses to get attention. And Silvestri, who was then 22, which I'm like, that's a little old for this. Yeah. Uh, But he was working on her bus tour at the show and getting paid $125 a show when you know she's making huge. I mean, yeah, it depends on where it is, but she's making. Um, He kind of joined in, like, a giant trolling of this person at Ballinger's behest. So that's also just weird where I'm like, well, why are you like trolling this random other fan? Like, that's fucking Yeah, weird. but to me, this sounds like a lot like a religious cult. Yeah, I, it really does have a lot of those elements where it seems like... They're not really thinking consciously. It's literally no. fucking, what's the twin flame shit? Yeah, and I think also some of the stuff Ballinger did was just to be like, okay, can I get people to do stuff? Yeah. And what can I get them to do? And, yeah. like, et cetera. So... At this point, Ballinger, it people in Ballinger's orbit start distancing themselves from her. So, <laughs> um, a month prior, she had started a podcast with YouTuber Trisha Paytas. Wow, <laughs> which is someone else I'm sure we'll dive into at a different Ooh. point. But they caught they had. <laughs> Ironically, a podcast called Oversharing with Trisha Paytas. Isn't there another podcast? I think so. Called Oversharing that's on our former network? I think that's correct. Yeah. But this podcast... Uh, Doesn't exist anymore. No, it actually uh, goes offline after the third episode. <laughs> so, okay. um, so I guess, yeah, the name was, was up for grabs. So in... <laughs> so they 
start this podcast in May. By June 4th, this first video is coming out. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to do episodes on YouTube, but people are trying to get Trisha Paytas and Colleen Ballinger to comment on what's going on. And the comments are, like, being deleted in real time. And, like, Paytas is, like, everyone's trying to get Paytas to say shit, and she's trying to avoid it. Uh, and beauty YouTuber Jeffree Star comes yeah, out against oh Colleen Ballinger, which is, like, yeah, that's that's that, a whole other fucking that, thing. That'll be a three-part. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a season of yeah <laughs> a spinoff season about fucking Jeffrey Star. But you know it's bad when Jeffrey Star is coming out to say that you're not right. Tyler Oakley, another super popular YouTuber, uh, uploads a statement to Discord saying that uh, he's distancing himself and disconnecting himself from Ballinger and that what he learned has disturbed him and he's consciously disconnected himself from her uh, at this point. And then, yeah, oversharing ends after three episodes. Wow. Um, so this brings us to the apology. So, Ballinger remains silent until June 28th. So 24 days from the first video being posted where she posts her now infamous apology, and this is posted not to the Miranda Sings page, but to her vlog channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's not even her main channel. The video is titled, Hi, period. It's rack it racks up 2 million views in less than 24 hours. And on it's 10 minutes long, and honestly, much like the Bean Dad tweets, I think we have to watch the whole thing. Oh, boy. And I will say that the curse of this episode is that I have this fucking song stuck in my head. Okay. <laughs> so Ballinger posts what is now her infamous ukulele apology where she's staring to camera in her very fancy, muted, Scandi-style home, and she sings about what happened. since I saw my face. I haven't been doing so great, so I took a little break. So a lot of people are saying some things about me that aren't quite true. No matter if it's true, though, just as long as it's entertaining to me. Right? You guys having fun? All aboard the toxic gossip train. Chugging down the tracks of misinformation, the toxic gossip train. You got a one-way ticket to manipulation station, toxic gossip train. Tie me to the tracks and harass me for my past, because rumors look like facts. If you don't mind the gaps, I won't survive in the crash, but hey, at least you're having fun. Everyone. I've been wanting to come online and talk to you about a few things. Um, even though my team has strongly advised me to not say what I want to say, I recently realized that they never said that I couldn't sing what I want to say. Here I am, and um, today I only want to talk about the facts. So I hope that you'll be willing to listen. Years ago, I used to message my fans 
but not in a creepy way, like a lot of you are trying to suggest. It was more of a loser kind of way. And I was just trying to be besties with everybody. It's kind of like uh, when you go to like a family gathering, you know, and there's a weird aunt there who's coming up to you and going like, hey girl, what's the tea? And you're like, Ugh. Um, that was me, but in group chats with my fans. I've been sharing my life online for over 15 years. I've poured my heart out to you, and because of that, I feel like I'm talking to my friends. But in the beginning of my career, I didn't really understand that maybe there should be some boundaries there. And there were times in the DMs when I would overshare details of my life, which was really weird of me. I haven't done that for years, you see, because I changed my behavior, and I took accountability. But that's not very interesting, is it? So let's go on the toxic gossip train. The locomotive's fueled with hateful accusations. The toxic gossip train. Steamroll over someone's reputation. Toxic gossip train. Hop on board, but close your eyes. Otherwise, you'll realize that the train is made of lies. And that the person you despise maybe didn't deserve to die. But hey, at least you have. In all seriousness, I do think it's really important to hold people accountable for their mistakes. Um, you know, we should hope that everyone can learn from their mistakes and grow and change their behavior and be a better person. And this is something that I've always tried to do when I make mistakes, and it's something that I will continue to try to do. What? Oh, you okay? Oh. I thought you wanted me to take accountability, but that's not the point of your mob mentality, is it? No. Your goal is to ruin the life of the person you despise while you dramatize your lies and monetize their demise. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can already hear the comments on this video. She's gaslighting, manipulating. Oh, she's a narcissist and a rat. I would never make a mistake like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that all of you are perfect, so please criticize me. Bring out the daggers made from your perfect past and stab me repeatedly in my bony little back. I'm sure you're disappointed in my shitty little song. I know you wanted me to say that I was 100% in the wrong. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to take that route of admitting to lies and rumors that you made up about. Hey, everybody, I found someone new to harass. She did some things that I do not like in her past. So everybody gather around because we're about to attack, but not based on facts. Oh, no. Your loaded lethal weapon is your fingers on the keys. You don't need any armor when you can hide behind a screen. So shoot me down quick, click, click, and bam. My reputation's deceased. Uh, I also wanted to take a minute to talk about that girl Miranda sings. You know the one. Yeah, her. Uh, she's PG-13. It says that on my website, and it's always been that way. And that's why you won't find my videos on the YouTube Kids app. Anyway, um, I didn't realize it was my responsibility to decide what was appropriate for every kid to see. I've always relied on parents to decide if they're comfortable with their families watching my YouTube videos or coming to my live shows. Now, have I made some jokes and poor taste? Yes. Have I made lots of dumb mistakes? Yes. Am I sad that there are some fans I feel betrayed? Was my intention to manipulate? No. 
doesn't really matter what my intention was, because it seems as though everyone's already decided on that. Let me tell you, it's not very fun to have millions of people all over the world call you the most vile, horrendous, disgusting, life-ruining words that a person can be called, in my opinion. Um, it doesn't matter that these things aren't true. Uh, everyone just believes that you are the type of person who manipulates and abuses children. So I just wanted to say that um, the only thing I've ever groomed is my two Persian cats. I'm not a groomer, I'm just a loser who didn't understand I shouldn't respond to fans. And I'm not a predator, even though a lot of you think so, because five years ago I made a fart joke. This video won't change anyone's mind about me. I said that it was important to come on here and defend myself here and take accountability. And I also wanted to say that to anyone out there who has ever supported me in any capacity, I really, really appreciate you. Jogging down the tracks of misinformation, toxic gossip train. Got a one-way ticket to manipulation station, toxic gossip train. You tie me to the tracks and harass me for my past. Rumors look like facts when you don't mind the gaps. Don't survive in the fresh red haze. Hope your eyes get tired. Actually, um, I feel like maybe I should indulge myself more. Um, about something, I don't know, let me try to help, um, sometimes people make a mistake and it doesn't make them a horrible person, whoa, sometimes people can make a mistake and they're still a good person, crazy, I know, sometimes people can make a mistake and you don't have to take that mistake, oh no. Twist it up and grind it and add some lies to it and pulverize it and stab it with knives and ruin a life and oh no sometimes people can make a mistake it doesn't mean you gotta send them hate oh no sometimes people can make a mistake and you can kindly let them know 
and help them to grow. Sometimes people make mistakes simply because they made a mistake. And that mistake doesn't make them a terrible human. It just makes them more human. So what do I know? Fuck me, right? Okay, so let's debrief from that. Listeners, if you want to do a box breath after listening to that. Um, impressions, thoughts, feelings about the infamous 10-minute long Colleen Ballinger ukulele apology. Uh, see, this is, this is similar to Bean Dad, where I thought it was just a one-minute apology video, but it was 10 minutes long. And again, like, it could have been just a really easy statement. She's clearly talented. Like, she's more talented than I had thought. She's a, a nice singing voice. I guess for me, I think that if I could rewrite the apology, it's like, because there are some elements that I thought were interesting, like her being like, I'm not a groomer, I'm just a loser. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, like, hey, it's like, she could have just been like, hey, there's some things about me that are being said. Like, I completely misunderstood the internet. Like, I didn't understand my power, my impact. I'm sorry to everyone that I hurt. Um, And looking back, like, I'm so embarrassed. And, like, I just ended up taking. But she's just saying, like, the chorus is, like, what is it? Like, manipulation and lies or, like, rumor uh, train or something. So that's crazy. And then also just 
the pieces of the apology that are good and make sense are totally nullified by the fact that she's like, but you don't care about the truth, do you? Do you? Yeah, All no. you care about is tearing me down and lies and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but what are lies? Yeah, actually? what are the lies? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it would have been helpful for her to say what the lies are. It would have been, because again, I could understand. I have empathy for like, you didn't know how to navigate and you were a loser and all this stuff. And like, probably the world is really hard for you. And you have this group of people who think the sun shines out of your ass and you want to continue to talk to them. Like, I can empathize with that. But then you're not saying what the truth is. And then with the girl that the queef thing or whatever, I really hated that she's like, um, it's not for kids. It's like this and that. It's just like, I feel like the optics and everything around that was just a shitty, bad situation that she wasn't thinking clearly. And it was a mistake which human beings make. Yeah. Right? I don't, you know what I mean? But to say that, like, it's not my responsibility, it, that's something that, like, a Beyonce, Cardi B, Britney Spears says when people are like, your music is sexualizing girls. And she's like, you know, specifically Cardi B is like, you have to do a better job of monitoring, like, my kids are not allowed to hear my music. So, like, you can't. That's different than you making things for teens. Yeah. And then, like, it's just not the same argument. And also, I'm like, why couldn't that just be one stupid mistake? Like, why does it have to be, like, parents' responsibilities to know what kind of things they're taking their kids to? Yeah. And, and it I'll... is marketed to kids still. It's not yeah. on the YouTube kids. It's not for six-year-olds. But a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, that's still a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, and again, like, I'm thinking about trying to put myself in the shoes of a parent. If I take my kid to something PG-13, yeah, I know they might hear, like, some whatever, like, uh, like sexually suggestive. I try to think about, like, what it says on, like, ratings or whatever. Like, yeah. sexually suggestive comments or yeah. whatever. But I don't think that they're going to be, like, embarrassed on stage with their legs spread open and everybody thinks they queefed. Yeah, I just think that was a weird... I feel like... Yeah. That, but that was just such a weird, anomaly, fucked up thing that happened. Yeah, I... See, here's the thing is it's also, like, I could actually give her grace on, like, my shows say they're PG-13, they say there's some sexual content, because other clips that are being shared are, like, she talks about porn on the show in one yeah, way, that's whatever. Different. And I'm just like, I mean, this is on the, like, this is yeah. actually on the ticket. So, yeah. like, uh, whatever. But it's, yeah, yeah, a parent should know what their kid is going to and what they're watching on YouTube. But the majority of the complaints are about private conduct that a parent yeah. really genuinely yeah. might not know you're fucking having with their kid. Yeah. It's very different to be like, oh, my kid loves these YouTube videos. Oh, my kid went to the show. Then to find out, oh, my kid is in a text chain with this with woman. This 30-something-year-old woman. And, and she's talking about her divorce. And, and also, yeah, it's like, oh, all you people are jumping on the train. Didn't you do that to literally Adam McIntyre? Didn't you do that to Josh Evans? Didn't you do, don't you do that to people all the time? And now that it's getting turned on you, oh, you guys don't care. This is not, fuck you. Right. It's like you've mobilized your mob against other people. Yeah. You created this, like, monster. monster. And then they turned on you. And now you're like, 
wow, I can't, like, didn't you know that, like, you can just tell someone they did wrong and move on and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, I bet a lot of the people who were harassed by your ravenous fan base would have loved if you had said this then. Exactly. Like, would have loved for you to step in and say, like, hey, guys, like, Adam, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But Yeah, exactly. And again, like, this dude, Adam, was really seriously harassed for this. Her ex-husband was harassed. Um, so on the topic of the ex-husband, he posted an apology on Twitter as well because he is in a lot of, like, the weird video, the underwear sending videos and, like, on the FaceTimes and stuff. And um, But then he said, this is what he said in an emailed statement to Time. My voice was taken from me back in 2016, 2020, after years of online harassment and threats that came as a result of false accusations and extremely manipulative embellishments from my ex-wife. He goes on to say that while he understands he should not have had conversations with Silvestri when the latter was a child, he also feels like Silvestri's accusations are misleading and inaccurate. So, jury's still out on Josh Evans, but it Who's is... Silvestri? Silvestri was the one who... Uh, came came, out. came forward and said that she told him to bully that like trans or mm. non-binary fan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and he was also like on these weird fan Facetime yeah, calls. Okay, okay, that okay. so that's why like Evans is talking to him. Again, jury's out on what Evans's deal is, but he did say like I was subjected to years of harassment by my ex-wife's fans, and lo and behold, it's because she's in fucking private chats with them saying like yeah, do it. He's an abuser while publicly being like, we're good, don't go after him, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that's, that is also, I think, different than if she publicly came out and was like, my ex-husband abused me. Yeah. Which, you know, I understand that's a big decision for someone to make too, but you don't, you don't get to publicly be like, he's totally fine, and then in group chats be like, he's an abuser, go after him. Yeah. Uh, you kind of have to either just be like, I'm not going to say anything about this or, or, I'm gonna say say it, or I'm going to say it publicly, but not like weirdly only say it to a group of 13 year olds no. in a group chat. Please tell me this is done. It's almost done. Okay. It's almost done. Um, so, the fallout. The apology, as you know, very badly received. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it gets 2 million views in 24 hours, immediately panned by Absolutely everyone who sees it. Comments are a nightmare. Yeah. The whole damn thing. She's actually on tour as Miranda sings while all of this is going on. But by July 11th, all those tour dates are canceled. Okay. Right? The Trisha Paytas podcast is done. She starts losing her sponsorships. She had another podcast with her new husband called Relax that ZocDoc sponsored. ZocDoc dropped out. No longer sponsors that podcast. Yeah. Right? Um, so, uh, oh, <laughs> and this is just a side controversy. A clip of Ballinger's performance from 2009 starts circulating on social media, uh, with commenters alleging she sang single ladies in blackface. However, Ballinger and her legal rep said that she was actually, um, that she was actually wearing green face because she had just performed a song from Wicked. So I don't know. I actually think maybe she did just perform a song from Wicked. <laughs> yeah. But it is just funny to be like, 
I don't know. Just that's to me. It's just like to also be like, no, I was singing Defying Gravity and I was wearing the green face makeup and then I sung Single Ladies. I'm like, what is going on at these shows? Yeah, whatever. I mean, they're getting money's worth. Oh yeah. So okay. So she kind of disappears for a while, mm-hmm. but Ballinger returns to YouTube for the first time on November twentieth, twenty twenty three. So not okay. long ago with a 13-minute video entitled Fall Vlog. And this is on the Colleen Vlogs YouTube channel. So she starts out by basically apologizing for the previous apology. Uh, She says she's embarrassed. You know what, though, Elise? I will say I have respect because she didn't delete it. She didn't delete it. She stood in in business. She stood in business. That is true. 17 million views. 17 million views is... Crazy. But yeah, that's but what also, mm-hmm. and we'll get into this. Her YouTubes are monetized, so yeah, I do so kind of wonder. From, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, she literally makes money by keeping that 17 million yeah, view sure. video up. But yeah, basically, she says, I was being accused of some pretty awful things, and I was mad. I should have handled the situation with maturity and empathy, but instead, I let my ego take over, and I'm really disappointed in myself. Then she just kind of does a regular vlog. She goes around her house. She says what she's up to. Uh, I guess she has chickens. She shows people her chickens. Um, and then she follows that up pretty quickly with a what I've been up to blog. And the the reaction in the comments is pretty positive. It's like a bunch of people being like, so glad you're back. Like, love you or whatever. Now, I don't know if she's deleting comments. I don't know how that works yeah. on YouTube, whatever. But also, separately, people are definitely still also criticizing her. There are a bunch of different reaction videos. Obviously, Adam McIntyre does a reaction video, calls her new apology a slap in the face, and he also brings up the point that she probably had to come back on YouTube to do this because YouTube has a rule that, like, if you don't post within six months, your channel will be demonetized. So it's also... Like, for her to basically, because I guess, yeah, so she posted June, July, August, September, October, November. She's at five months. So yeah. she had to she had to come back, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that, I think, is very, very interesting. Uh, it can, yeah, they can demonetize your channel if it's at, inactive after six months. And so that brings us to today. I went to the Colleen Vlogs page. Uh, she has 3 million followers there, uh, which I don't, I didn't look at Miranda Sings, but that's where like the bulk of her followers are. Mm-hmm. But 3 million is pretty. Nothing uh, to joke. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Um, and she had posted as of 20 hours ago a video entitled Exploring Beach Caves, which had 30,000 views. And when I looked back through it, she posts literally every single day. Yeah, that's what I so, got to do with you too. Yeah, so she's back on there. And that's the saga of Colleen Ballinger. I feel like it's I don't know if it's outsized, but I'm like, this feels like a lot more drama than what the actual actual I don't know. I'm like, it could have been cut down. It could have been a lot less if she would have just apologized immediately and maybe paid some people some money. Yeah, I think that the ukulele apology was an enormous misstep yeah. because it 
turned it into a meme, which no. is what you don't want. You do no. not want the screenshot of your apology video to become a meme. I think about, like, when Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis did their apology video. Yeah. Like, that. That meme. That meme. Like, that is what you are trying to avoid yeah. when you are apologizing, is it becoming a meme. And her holding that ukulele became a meme really, really quickly. And, yeah, I think that she could have done... I imagine she, she had to do a video apology because that's the world that she lives in. Yeah. But it really should have been more like, like the second one that's yeah. just 13 minutes, her being like, making some of the points that I thought were valid that she made in her yeah. weird song, losing the resentful yeah, tone so. and attitude 100% because it's like you can't be doing that. And then you wait it out a little bit. But, but I'm also like, has she done that when Adam said something? Then it would have avoided a lot of stuff. So she did have a video responding to Adam back in the time. It was the one that she called, like, I think she called it, like, responding to the allegations or whatever. And yeah, that but was it, the one where, what, like. Was it an apology? Only sort of. It was, like, she said, like, basically in that video she acknowledged, like, oh, I shouldn't have sent him underwear. No, yeah, but I'm just like the weenie. Yeah, that that's the thing is like in the song she's always saying like I took accountability already and da 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 and it's like no, you, you took didn't. accountability for sending the underwear but the weenies continue. The weenies was the underwear and the thing even though those are like the more glaring like bad things I would say those are like mistakes yeah. versus like the the weenies was the most calculated kind of nasty yeah thing that she did and that's what she needed to like as soon as she took a poly, like if she had like come out like get me like a, a forward for that and be like that wasn't cool or whatever my bad like it yeah. would have avoided a lot of this yeah exactly so it's the the song was definitely all over the place because it's like she's a Saying, like, no, yeah, I did have bad boundaries and blah, blah, blah. But then she's also saying this is all lies and it's fake and it's false and blah. I, I, I think she was coming from a place, honestly, of being, like, people are accusing me of being a pedophile, basically. And I'm like, yeah. no, I get that that's scary, but that's not really what the, you're You're being accused of just kind of having emotionally inappropriate relationships. With, with your fans, yeah, and, like, making them feel confused. And honestly, ultimately, leaving people who are your super fans to regret the experience of being in your fandom and feeling, like, used by you. I, I went back and forth on if I think, like, word of the day, she's a groomer. Because I'm like, well, what was her ultimate end? I think her ultimate end was to create the fan army. So I guess if she was grooming them to do anything, it was to be her devoted, her fans. Devo devoted fans. I don't think she was grooming them in the sense of, like, right. that she wanted to have a romantic relationship with it any feels, of them. It feels Not even romantic. Like, a predatory sexual relationship with them. That's not what I think the It's predatory, but in a different way. And it just feels more like cult leader yes. than, like, rapist 
Yes, so, exactly. So, but still, again, still bad, still toxic, but just different. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so that's the entire saga of that. All I got to say is YouTube is fucking crazy. That's mm-hmm. a wild world. I feel exhausted. I feel that's how I felt after being dead. I was shook. I was exhausted. (laughs) I was like, I can't believe this is what that was. Yeah, no, me too. I'm like, I can't believe that this was that was. And I feel like a lot of this could have been avoided. Yeah, I think. um, I think she made a lot of crucial mistakes. But the ukulele apology is definitely the biggest of the mistakes. And I also think she let things, she let everything go on for way too long. Like, because it spiraled into, it became like this huge, crazy discourse. She did like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, she should have just said a two minute apology right at the beginning. Take accountability for all the weenie shit. (laughs) Say that the other two things were like really stupid mistakes. Yeah. And then she could have kept her tour date. Do one episode of the Trisha Paytas podcast where they talk about it. Yeah. And then keep going on your tour. But instead, she, like, let the conversation get really out of hand and out of control. She let it get, she let it move to TikTok, Mm -hmm. which was a huge, huge mistake, (laughs) was to let it get off of YouTube and go to TikTok. Because then, then it was getting really crazy. And yeah, people were like clipping her shows and stuff from her live shows in a way where I'm like, some of the live show stuff I'm like, I do feel like she had developed a PG-13 character that kind of spoke in this way. And like, if she has PG-13 content, I don't think that's that bad. But once the conversation is, again, that's separate than like the spreading legs, the queef moment. Yeah. But like, she let the conversation get really, really far before she involved herself, and then she involved. She, she finally spoke like, out in the most insane way yeah, and possible. She didn't address like what was true and what was not. Yeah. Well. Well. Pauline Ballinger, go touch, touch grass. grass. And it seems like she is because she's exploring these caves. Yeah. As of twenty hours ago, she was exploring a beach cave. cave. So yeah. she was exploring a beach cave. So she's touching seagrass. Yeah. And well. <laughs> Well, guys, that was another episode of Search History. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for being $10 patrons. Uh, We have a lot of really fun stuff coming up in the free feed, a lot of great guests. Uh, If you have not gone over there and left us a five-star rating and review, even if you just want to type lol, Lol. Lol would be great. Even if you just want to type, it be your own weenies. It be your own weenies. (laughs) Anything, it really, really helps us. You can yeah. do it on Spotify too. Yeah. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Please. And um, until next time, go, go touch, touch grass. grass.